0: This is the final word, T20 World Cup daily, day two with Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. Uh, today Ireland played Zimbabwe and West Indies played Scotland. And we are in the lovely Victorian coastal town of Lorne.
1: What a joy to be here. One of my favorite places. I've stayed here many times over the years. Uh, it's right in the heart of the Great Ocean Road, which was built after World War One, wasn't it, with returned servicemen who came uh, and were given a job building this magnificent road. You're within striking distance of Cape mm-hmm. Otway, of the 12 Apostles, about an hour in either direction. This is a town of about a 1,000 day-to-day, but during the peak seasons, during the summer here, it swells with lots of tourists. You, you came here to school as you see, didn't back in the day?
0: I did when I was 18, um, had a very reputable time. Everything was completely above board. 151 miles, the Great Ocean Road. I should know what it is in kilometres because that is the <laughs> unit of measurement that we use. But it is not the one that, that, that that's, I know it
1: uh, Yeah, I was going to say that's uh, 150 mile an hour. Yeah, uh, that, that's oh. uh, you said the other way. Uh. 150 kilometres, you instinctively know that's about 90 something. Sure.
0: Wouldn't you? OK, so I, so you're thinking like Joffre Archer peak speed at Lords miles per hour. I used to know it, that petrol- that was, that was well, so. it with petrol stations yeah. where you
1: used to be able to go and see petrol was, you know, there'd, there'd be, um, leaded might be 145 sure. unleaded 140 and, and and you go right well that's um that's mark wood that's uh oh, but now okay. petrol now, is much more expensive now
0: you've got to do it in service speeds yes you know, that's, that's a pete right. sampras <laughs> first serve um we're in lawn because we're, we're working with visit melbourne who are encouraging people to visit melbourne it says it in the name uh, and melbourne is the gateway to this part of the world where you can come down and enjoy yourself on these beautiful pristine beaches Plan your Melbourne
1: visit, visitmelbourne.com. So yeah, all the restaurants and, and cafes out there as well. It's uh, yeah, As I say, it's, it's one of my favorite places mm-hmm. in, in the whole state, in the whole, whole country, full stop. Uh, but There's talk- a place
0: called Captain Hook Fish and Chips across the road and I'm going to demolish <laughs> that place. As soon as we finish filming, I'm in there like a shot.
1: And if you're listening on the podcast, if you watch on YouTube, you'll see behind us here as well, it's it's the perfect time to be filming around sunset. We're going to mm-hmm. do the first game now and and then we'll take a beat and we'll do the second game later, Jeff
0: West Indies, Scotland, in Hobart, uh, where it was frosty and frigid this morning uh, or this afternoon when they got going. Tell us all about it in 30 seconds or less, Adam.
1: Yes, Scotland was sent here, 9 degree day down at Bell Reeve, Rain affected first innings. They still had time to make it to 160 for five. They got all the overs in. George Munsey unbeaten on 66 not out. Hit boundaries at the start, boundaries at the end and between times here was the rocky. had support from McLeod and from Greaves who made a uh, 20 odd apiece and also found the rope on a number of occasions. But when they went to work with the ball, the West Indies had no response. At one stage losing seven for 32. An epic collapse. They're all out for about 110. They lose by 42 runs. lees takes two. Watt takes three for... 12 from four overs or something like that they caught everything they are outstanding the Scots
0: second big upset in two days. Oh, good that we have a separate qualifying tournament. You can't have teams like this in the main draw. Namibia knock off Sri Lanka yesterday in a clinical performance. And then Scotland, much the same today. I mean, at one stage, the Windies are flying. They're 53 for one after about five and a half overs. They've got two balls left in the power play. And that's when the second wicket falls. And from there, they lost nine for about 60. And it was exactly like Namibia did yesterday. It was an organised, marshalled performance, discipline in the field, took all the catches affected all the runouts and made the better team the bigger team the more marquee team panic under pressure
1: yeah so five wickets to spin which I've already touched on but a word for the seamers Josh Davey and Brad Will who both play in the county championship like getting Kyle Mayers when he hit he goes six four out good catch at mid wicket crucial and then mm-hmm. a couple of overs later as you say they take the second wicket when the score's on yeah 52 or 53 Uh, That's through Brad Will. And that just gives them a little opening. At that stage, you're thinking, well, with all the experience the West Indies have, all the depth they have with power hitters coming in as low as number nine, that all they really need to do is have two or three of them come Mm. off. But it was consistent wickets through the middle overs. They didn't give them a chance to breathe. And as I say, they caught absolutely everything. There were three fantastic catches uh, at at different points on the onside. There was a George Munsey catch early on. Then Michael Leask, when he wasn't bowling, he was... Taking catches and executing mm-hmm. run-outs, and even the last one, Chris Greaves, the tenth wicket and final wicket of the innings, when yeah, when they were all out for 118, uh, it was kind of a, a nice way to end it with it with a fine catch.
0: They're not as deep a batting team as they once were. West Indies. You, you think about them in T20 World Cups, and you think Darren Sammy coming in at number nine, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and hitting 24 of eight balls. <laughs> They're not that kind of team anymore. They've got Akil Hussain coming in, Osari Joseph. They've got uh, Jason Holder down there, who's who's good at sort of keeping things together, but isn't the super a bludgeoner kind of player. Um, They're a much weaker batting side than we've seen from West Indies teams in the past. But it was was really instructive just how they lost their heads once the pressure was applied. Yeah,
1: second day in a row. Almost the the replica of the way that, that Sri Lanka lost theirs at Geelong yesterday. And remember, the Windies have played loads of T20 international cricket between World Cups. Scotland have played twice. Mm. They played New Zealand in two games in the England in the in the uh, in the UK summer over in, in Edinburgh, yep. I think it was. But they've not been playing this format of the game at all. And Barrington, the new captain, that's been leading them since the last yep. World Cup as well. Uh, I mean, I know they were there in Dubai last year, and I know they made it out of the group stage, so to speak, into the Super 12. But um, you know they look even stronger now. Um, and Mark Watt, who got good opportunities playing for Derbyshire this year, mm-hmm. uh, look, he didn't put a foot wrong. I love the way that he bowls from behind the behind the stumps, just to change his length and has that big mm-hmm. deep bag of tricks. And yeah, Lees did nothing wrong either with his off breaks down the other end. They hit the stumps a couple of times as well. I would say the Nicholas Puran dismissal, the captain, was the the most important of them all. That was Lees, and twice in two overs they were able to hit the stumps, the spinners, and that yeah really sucked the oxygen out mm-hmm. of any. Anything they had in the power play, it was gone by about over nine.
0: And a lot of it. The ability to do it comes down to George Muncy. And, yeah. and it's much like what we saw with Namibia yesterday, that it's about somebody playing a sensible innings to get them a score. And if you get yourself eight and over, then you might be in the game. And that's what happened. I like watching George Muncie. He's got this kind of hunched over vibe. It's, it's, it's like a bit 1950s or even earlier, like Flat Jack Simmons might have looked like that when he was at the crease. Um, and then he unleashes into, this, into these powerful shots. He's, he's, he's just got that bulkiness that makes him look powerful. I was watching the game with your dad this afternoon. Daryl came in and looked at him and said, that bloke looks like he can hit it a long way. And he can. And he did.
1: We did. And I mean, I think that the tempo as well, wasn't it? He hit, I think, six boundaries across two overs inside the power play. Then the rain hit at 52 for none, I think it was, in the sixth over. They got a good start, right? But then they they pretty much go to run a ball through the middle overs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They consolidate. Not that they needed to, but they through Munsey, we were able mm. just to keep a lid on things. I mean, Beringson hit an enormous six, um, probably the biggest six we've seen in the competition so far. I think it was out roof. of the stadium. Yeah, at least onto the roof of the Ricky Ponting stand. But I,
0: I reckon it went just by the roof and kept going. I mean, it, it was it, was, so, it yeah. was in those. It was in that sort of. Remember those ones at Clint McKay getting getting whacked out of that <laughs> ground. Maybe it was Ben McDermott putting him in the river. Um, it was that kind of vibe.
1: Yeah. Right. But. they uh, it, so what Munsey provided them was the ability for, say, Cal McLeod to play quite aggressively, go at a strike rate of about 160. Yep. And even at the end, with, you know, I know they're obviously going for it, but Grieve 16, not out, off 11 balls. And it was that last over, wasn't it? The 20th over when um, Munsey went 4-4 to get 15 mm-hmm. from it and get them up above 160 in exactly the same way that Namibia did yesterday. Just psychologically, you know, mm-hmm. above 8 and over, um, I think it still is a a barrier of sorts in T20 cricket.
0: So exciting times in the qualifying groups. Cat meet pigeons. Yeah. And still one game to go. Uh, Let's go to Ireland and Zimbabwe.
1: And let's hopefully end up inside somewhere in the pub if all goes to plan.
0: All right, we've found a place to go inside and watch Uh, Zimbabwe play Ireland, which is just as well because it's fairly crisp out here. Adam, we're at the Lawn Hotel. They've looked after us. We had somewhere indoors uh,
1: to watch the game, but it's not uh, suitable for us to film in there now because they're shutting the pub, and here we are standing on the balcony again. It is freezing cold here. It looked horrible to to be playing cricket. I mean, I can barely get a word out. and, and, And Hobart looked dire. Samuel Badry was um, commentating from the dugout wearing a blanket at one stage and all the (laughs) cutaway shots to the crowd were, anyone who had a scarf, a woolly Uh hat and and his gloves was wearing them. Um, Dan Cherney, our colleague from News Corp, made the observation that it's it's hard to find out what a suitable total to chase in Mm -hmm. October is under lights in Hobart because no one's been daft enough to schedule a game under lights in Hobart ever before until today.
0: Do you want me to tell you about the game in 30 seconds? Yeah, please do. (laughs) Okay. Basically, it boils down to this. Uh, Zimbabwe look like they might be the third sort of senior team to fall over. They're 4 for 79 at the halfway mark. And then Sikandar Raza cuts sick. 82 from 48 balls, five sixes, gets out from the last ball of the innings, takes them up to 174. Um, and Ireland fell over at the start and never recovered. Uh, Richard and Grava and Blessing Muzurbani took two wickets apiece at the top and that was all she wrote just about, although there was a decent last wicket partnership that uh, spared the blushes a little bit, got them up to 143 for
1: nine. Yeah, that brisk partnership that Raza was involved in where I think he hit, all of about 10 out of the 58 that Mm. they put on for the fifth wicket as he comes in. It's a crucial juncture and look, we had Sikandar on the final word uh, our weekly edition of the show about a month ago or so Mm -hmm. and he's talked at length about the the sort of cricketer he has become in recent times. I'm not surprised that he's been able to hit a 26 ball 50 at a World Cup. Remember that Zimbabwe weren't even eligible to qualify for this tournament when it was played in the UAE last year. They they were um, Naughty corner. They're in the middle of an ICC band so I mean it didn't even get talked about the Zimbabwe. It's just like they were forgotten about oh yeah they're not here why oh it doesn't matter they won the qualifier and I know it's 50 over cricket, but they've been mm-hmm. given a, a great deal more exposure through the World Cup Super League in the last two years, which has meant their 50 over cricket's improved. So yeah, it stands to reason that so is their 20 over cricket. It's just a crying shame that there will be no more World Cup Super League after the 50 over World Cup next year, mm. and Zimbabwe won't get the fixtures they need to be on this upward curve for much longer. That's the reality of the situation. Do you,
0: do you worry that that's the way it's going to go, that we'll see them dip off Well, again? the FTP
1: it makes it pretty clear that they're just not going to get the fixtures they've had the last two years because sides won't to play Zimbabwe so they they probably won't uh, but well some will because I know that India have got Mm -hmm. a really good track record at at touring Zimbabwe and look it's not this isn't about the politics of Zimbabwe tonight, but just simply laying a marker that we mm-hmm. shouldn't be surprised that um, a side that's been improving in the last two years has rocked up tonight, and through the leadership of Sekundaraza Raza, um, has has they've, they've bossed this game and they bowled super well as well.
0: Yeah, I think one of the most memorable parts of his career was just how devastated he was yeah. when they missed out of the, on the 2019 World Cup qualification, and he played so well in that tournament. You know, that's that's when he he really took hold of people's imagination. He's gone from there to just get better and better as a player. The way he took it on tonight was—it was exciting. It was high-octane cricket. It was mostly leg side. He was going back to the short balls and, and pumping them away on, on the pull shot. He was pulling the spinners. He was playing the little get inside the line, pick up flick shot yep. over fine leg. It was—it was targeted. Like sensible aggression against Ireland's bowling, and I mean the Irish will be disappointed at the way they bowled after having them four down. Yeah,
1: they had opportunities—a wicket in, in the first over, I think three wickets in the power play, so they laid a bit of a foundation and fielded ball. well. Like, yeah, that's relay right. Relay
0: catches on the boundary—they yeah. were they looked sharp at yeah, times. Yeah, I agree. Josh Little's a very very
1: good cricketer. I'm not surprised mm. to see him um, taking advantage of the biggest stage that he's on for Ireland this week at the World Cup. But yeah, with the bat they were in all sorts inside the power play. They lost uh, two Mozambian um, uh, wasn't. That took two mm-hmm. wickets in the fourth over. They'd already lost two. Paul Sterling yeah. was out in the first over of the chase, and they were no hope from That makes such there. a difference
0: to them, yeah. like the way he charges things off top. But then there are these, you know, these players who've come through in Harry Tector yeah, and Malcolm yeah. Tucker in the last couple of years, who who are they're the important wickets now as well. Yep. It used to basically be Sterling and Balbirnie, uh, and now those two are up there in terms of significance. I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. The fact that Tector and Balbirnie, the captain, went in that same uh, blessing, Muslim Barmy over, over, and, and both of them were regulation caught behind. Uh, chances mm. as well it wasn't as though they were trying to hit out they just got good good deliveries on a surface yeah. on, on a, a very surface tall that, fast bowler yeah. who was getting it to move well that's right on a surface it seemed to, to work for them and mm-hmm. then um, yeah, it was the slower bowlers as well including Sean Williams and, and Sikandar himself who were able to take a couple of further wickets and it meant that Ireland actually played clever cricket in the last five overs. They were nine down with four overs, five overs mm-hmm. to go. And they batted it out to lose by 31 runs with uh, Bazin McCarthy and I think it was Mark Ade. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was no, Josh Little. It was
0: Josh Little. Again. Josh
1: Little. But the point being is that had they been bowled out, they would have yep. done a mischief to their net run rate. Yep. Now, I mean, they played a...
0: a few shots in the last couple of overs, too. It wasn't just sure. for defensive. You know, yeah. it was a big one that went into the stands and all the rest of it.
1: Yeah, it just means that I think after two nights of the tournament that the teams are wise to the fact that you don't want to get bowled out when you're going to lose. Mm. You just want to remain eight or nine down so that sure. it doesn't become like two losses in the space of one.
0: Yeah, yeah, net run rate will be significant as we've foreshadowed yesterday. Uh, I think it's time for the Hall of Fame. The final word, Hall of Fame, is where we look at the most final word moment of the day. Uh, nominations, what have you got?
1: We are spoilt for choice today. There was mm. more going on off the field than on it. It was a, a rich point. day. At the very start of it, um, the uh, Michael Jones, who, who was Happening the batting for Scotland, everyone was taking the knee, and he just didn't know what was going on. He was in his own world, and then he realised, and the TV camera was on him, and he just like dropped to the turf. I quite like that. Oh fuck! What have I done? Uh, So, uh, yeah, Michael uh, followed Ahmed's tweet, uh, former Australian spinner, Uh who said, um, uh, "I don't work for the ICC. I don't work for Cricket Australia." I can't get you a ticket to India, Pakistan, uh-huh. so stop harassing me.
0: And furthermore,
1: <laughs> here's the weather forecast for Sunday. It's going to piss it down, so don't worry about going. Yeah. Now, hopefully, that game does get off the ground. And mm-hmm. I like that uh, forward saw fit to uh, lay a marker there. Stop hitting me up for tickets.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but, like people hit us up for tickets. I'm like, we're lucky to get one pass to get into a game. You know, It's not like they give us 10 spares. Um, so I can't imagine how much worse it is being a former player. For that part of the world, what else have we got? There was the, uh, the kid on the TV the coverage kid that fell over. Yeah. Who, who fell off the fence. Now I Hope he's okay. Um, but we would other probably pe- know if you weren't okay. Other people falling over is funny. We sort of, we canvassed this last night. Bad things happening to other people, funny. Bad things happening to you, personally not funny Um, and you know you're a person who has children and I'm a person who definitely doesn't want to have children so I wonder who it's funnier for because his dad comes belting down the hill to try to stop him falling off the fence and just misses out is that funnier for a parent who knows exactly what it feels like or is it funnier for someone who never has to have that responsibility and doesn't have to have that fear of dropping a kid off the fence well
1: normally when Winnie falls over I'm okay with it because she's so close to the ground as a starting point I try to kind of keep it in perspective and, and make sure that she knows she'll fall over plenty through our life yep. this kid went all the way over the over the railing the top rail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off the, off top, the top rope, rope. <laughs> um, off the turnbuckle now he seemed to be getting, gathering momentum as he as he <laughs> ran down the hill and he got away from his dad so um, I'm not sure if mum was watching uh-huh. at home on the telly or something or, mm-hmm. or saw the clip go viral um, what has gone viral is uh, Mark Watt the Scotland spinner who we spoke about earlier mm-hmm. the notes he was taking yep um, which looked quite detailed. Yep. Uh, he jumped on Twitter after they won, and he and he wrote a different note and popped it up and said, "This was it. Um, don't bowl slot." <laughs> that was his one note to himself. And beneath it, you saw uh, <laughs> Matt Parkinson from Lancashire in England and uh, Roloff van der Merwe, who was playing uh, yesterday for the Netherlands, both jumping in and and um, and giving their their fellow spinner a, a pat on the bum. Uh-huh. Um, and yet, yeah, and and I heard, uh, I read rather the, the comments mm-hmm. uh, from uh, the, who, who did Scotland put up after the win? They put up now. Who was it? It was. Um, it was Monty, wasn't it? Uh, no, uh, it might have been Muncie. The point, the, the, the point that was being made though, is that, and very clearly from the Scotland camp, is that, don't forget about us, as don't the cricket world, forget you, about you know, us. As we, as we increasingly worry about um, the way that the global game is moving Mm -hmm. for good reason Mm -hmm. don't forget about associate nations who are making great strides and and who could um, conceivably and should become Mm -hmm. full members in the fullness of time as well and Scotland and Namibia over the last couple of days have have made a case for why they should have more investment and as the point was made uh, by the Scottish player why the pie should be cut up more equitably mm-hmm. than it is at the moment mm-hmm. from the ICC.
0: Well he's uh, he's just very lucky that Andrew Redmayne the Australian goalkeeper didn't run out and steal his notes and throw them into the crowd <laughs> because that would have put a cat among the pigeons. My last nomination for the Hall of Fame is the fact that uh, Mark Watt and Michael Leesk look very similar, except one's got a beard. It's like bad Cartman and, and normal Cartman, who's also bad. A bad Cartman was good Cartman, I think, the one right. with the beard. Alternate universe variations of each other. But one of them, super pumped every time he took a wicket. And the other one was like, chill out don't go over the top we've still got a job to do take it easy fire and ice you know the twin poles of the Scottish personality
1: uh, uh, by the way uh, anti-hall of fame and hall of fame from the warm up games at the Gabba today anti-hall of fame is that according to reports fans weren't allowed in what doing mm. if it was on television and people are, are getting in the ground to sort of broadcast yeah. it surely punters should be permitted to, to get in there and yep. the hall of fame component of that is that Liam Livingstone has hit a bomb uh, which has gone out of the Gabba over the, the top Gabber. of the roof I don't think I've seen that at the Gabba that's Gabber a big before. place I think Chris Lee did it once in a BBL game. Can't Maybe you think of it, but yeah, could um, I? It, it's a sign of what is to come. I am sure with Livingston over the next couple of
0: weeks. Right. This has been the final word. T Twenty World Cup Daily Day Two. Uh, we are here every day of the World Cup, uh, and we're doing this with the help of Visit Melbourne. Uh, don't forget to plan plan
1: your, your visit to Melbourne. Yes, visit Melbourne. Com. Com. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And be at Lawn where we've been today. We'll be back at Cardinia Park tomorrow. We're going mm-hmm. on a road trip again uh, when the, the the teams play in Hobart. Uh-huh. Then back at Geelong. Then back on the road again. And then we're going on a drive after the World Cup yeah. uh, all through regional Victoria so this will be an ongoing part of our conversation on you the pod can,
0: you can go to the Lawn Hotel and you can say in this very spot on this <laughs> very balcony the final word recorded a podcast you know if you're, <laughs> if you're particularly enthusiastic if you're really enthusiastic patreon.com slash the final word I think that's enough for us yeah I think see it is. You your, we have three. a
1: long drive ahead of us Good night. so you
0: know what I meant yeah. I had to go